Hello, and welcome to Tacos Tuesday. My name is Trevon Heath, head of growth at Sequence, and I'm joined here with my co-host. How's it going? My name's Philip. I'm the director of paid media here at Sequence. We're super excited to start with Tacos Tuesday. Uh, we have a bunch of cool ideas. We've spoken to a bunch of individuals in the past, and uh, I know me a little bit, but Trevon specifically, he's an absolute expert in this in this space, and we have a lot of that we want to be able to talk about and just give more information to just gear up as many Amazon sellers as possible to give them all the potential success paths that they can get, especially where we are nowadays in, in our ecosystem with cost per clicks rising and conversion rates going down with people going back into office, especially uh, for the CPG space with things actually back in store. And we figured that we just pass on some of our knowledge to as many people as possible to help them grow and uh, see what we've seen across a few brands in our history. The idea of this podcast is to answer all the questions that are lingering within this space. We're, we're going to sit with a bunch of people who are experts just like us in the space. We both have handled over several million dollars of ad spend. and We want to be able to put our ideas and thoughts out to everybody in the space so they can understand exactly how to attack this changing landscape that is Amazon. It's a very confusing platform that takes a lot of expertise. What our goal is to is to ensure that everyone has enough knowledge so that they can pursue their dreams and be able to attack everything that they, they want to do on this space. 100%. And, you know, Trevon's expertise specifically, if we're talking about regions, is his domain is the U.S. That's where he's conquered for, for many years. My specialty comes more into the Canadian side and as well as some of the more creative play and how can that can kind of impact your advertising. So we'll be able to hit it from a, a few different directions and give a unique look so we're not just talking about just sponsored products for 30 bloody minutes <laughs> no one wants that no not at all um we're gonna get as technical as possible with this both of us are complete nerds we're gonna be able to break down as much as we can about amazon we're gonna take questions we're gonna talk to guests and realistically be able to show point a to point z of what optimization looks like on this platform so we're, we're gonna go as deep as possible into advertising seo and creative um, the back end. And the cool thing about our experience is that we also have some in-house knowledge about operations and, as well as logistics that we'll be able to leverage when making these Amazon decisions. So we'll shed light on that as well. Yeah. So I, I guess a good intro topic, Trevon, would be where did your Amazon journey start? For me, it's a, it's a long journey. I went to the University of Windsor for communications and marketing. I did an internship with traditional advertising, billboards, newsletters, things like that. And going into it, I realized, like into the internship, advertising was moving somewhere else. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to these clients, they're saying, you can get me a billboard, it's fine, but I don't have anything tangible to know the actual effects of what's going on. on it's just money going into the space. Yeah. What's actually going on and how am I converting these actual customers? So from, for me on, on that end, I wanted to get into digital marketing. I've worked with a few agencies in the Amazon space, both as campaign manager and also the head of the actual organization itself. So I've kind of seen it all from the seller that has $0 in sales that are just starting a new product to the large conglomerate that's making over several million dollars a year. So I'm here to just leverage all of my knowledge so I can help every single sector of client and customer that comes along in Amazon's ecosystem. Awesome. And Trevon, if you were able to give an Amazon seller who's spending, let's say, $5,000 a month on PPC right now, just by themselves, one quick tip, 
and how to transform it and actually effectively use that, what would you be? Would it be a software? Would it be a, a, a keyword research? Would it, what would it, would it be images? What would the one tip be for, for them? The one tip I would give is to invest in creative. With creative, you, you'll be able to optimize your SEO. You'll be able to um, fix your images that comply with Amazon and help with conversion. We can optimize as much as possible on advertising with whatever spend that anybody has. But what you ideally want to do is make sure that the customer journey from when someone logs in, types in a certain keyword and clicks on your listing, that your product looks appealing. And with SEO, that you're also actually um, ranking on these keywords organically, especially if you have a limited budget. The best way to see some type of scale is through organic sales. So you need to rank really well on SEO because um, you're fighting a... um, you're fighting a tough battle if you're advertising with a minimum with a very small budget because some people are spending two three dollars on on these keywords especially with how cpc is rising in this current field completely agree and it's actually shocking how little brands focus on creative sometimes amazon canada especially is you can see these master massive companies who are doing hundreds of millions of dollars in brick and mortar and you go on their amazon listing you're like is this them like am i am i going to be Am I going to be scammed? Like you have no idea. Um, I think people don't think that. I think in the brand space, if you're a small seller starting off, they're looking at these big companies. Um, in the candy space itself is crazy. To where if you look at Sour Keys or Fuzzy Peaches, their listings are trash. But since they have the brand name, they're moving so much. So when you're a small seller in the CPG space trying to move up, you're looking at those big boys because that's your goal. And you're like, well, I don't need to invest in a listing. Why? Because they don't. And Unfortunately, that's just not how it goes. So I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, on Amazon, the the idea is to to build trust within your seller. So you need reviews. You need that Amazon recommended choice. Just simply because with something digestible like candy, for example, someone's going to look through reviews, make sure it looks good, make sure it's it complies with whatever health restrictions that they have. So as as much data that you can get coming in with with purchases and the higher conversion, the the better for your long term success especially like with that like limited budget that we're discussing. Yeah, 100%. It just gives customers more trust that they're actually getting what they think they want to get. 100%. Okay, so today's topic uh, for this episode is uh, our understanding our ranking. So, Trevon, just from a quick high level, um, what is ranking for someone who knows absolutely nothing about Amazon? Yeah. So Amazon's uh, A9 algorithm um, basically determines who appears on the front page of a, a keyword based on um, their sales velocity, um, the amount of reviews that they have, and the trustability of how quickly they ship things. Most people, um, they're shipping through FBA, so that problem is usually solved. They're able to get things within two days. Sales sales velocity is obviously dependent on your conversion, relevancy to the keyword, and things like that, and reviews also come with said conversions. So ideally, um, when you're, you're trying to rank, you need to master all these three things so that you eventually get higher organic ranking so that um, you're able to make these purchases or, or conversions um, free of charge instead of advertising. That's the ultimate goal um, long term. Um, Philip, when you're looking at ranking a new um, 
client or customer, what's your go-to strategy, would you say? 100%. No, um, that's a great question. What I typically do is I'm very bullish on Helium 10. Um, it's one of the best softwares. And honestly, it's pretty cheap. So it's, like, it's pretty digestible, yeah. to be honest with you. What I like doing is I'll, I'll throw the ace in that I'm trying to do. It's hero keyword in my head. So let's say I'm launching a new pre-workout. I'm, I'm, I'm going to search up pre-workout on Amazon. And I'm going to look at A, who's advertising on those keywords. Because frankly, the ones who are advertising directly on an exact pre-workout, those are the heroes in the space or they just know how to lose money pretty good. So um, what I'll do is I'll look at those. I'll grab their ASINs and then I'll look at the ones that just organically rank well. And now I have a little bubble or atmosphere of here's the top players in the space. Obviously, your Helium 10 X-ray will tell you the same, but I'm looking in terms of SEO and organics. And then what I'll, I start to do is I, I go in Helium 10 and I'll, I'll just reverse look them up. I'll go in their Cerebro and I'll start making a case in where they're all organically ranked and where I should be pushing myself. Based on our keyword research and where all the search volume is going, um, it also helps us is a lot of these people is they'll make SEO for a listing, but they did it 16 months ago. And the e-commerce space is changing every day, let alone every month. Um, so it's kind of outdated. So I'm also doing this for new, newer listings. That's something, a little quick tip that I like doing is I go on Helium 10 and with the different filters you could do is who's doing more than for Canada, it's smaller. So who's doing more than $5,000 of uh, monthly sales and their listing was created less than six months ago. I find ones that optimize on that side. And usually those are the ones with growing search, for, search uh, term volumes as well. So that's where I kind of like to start off. Um, I also use Helium 10 quite a lot. Um, when looking into what keywords you actually want to approach, a cool thing about Helium 10 is they have this CPR ranking, which essentially shows you how many sales your product is going to need, need to make within an eight-day period to appear on the first page. So if you're an, a newer brand, you're understanding, um, A, I need quick wins. I need to see some return on my investment so that I can continue to get more inventory and um, just obviously get money in the bank. That's what everyone's looking for. So generally what I would do for newer brands is look for winnable keywords. Ideally, you, you do want to rank on those big, large terms. Like if you're a protein powder, obviously have protein powder in your listing within your SEO backend indexed. But also you want to have those quick wins where you can see like, for example, um, a CPR of 10 sales will get you to a keyword that is not necessarily as popular as protein powder. I would attack that keyword more aggressively just because A, it's less competitive. Yeah. B, I only need 10 sales. So I could have a quick turnaround with my investment with say within 30 days and I'm already appearing at the top of the page. This is a keyword now that we're more reliable on, we have market share on, and now I'm getting more money in a decent ACOS on my advertising where I can approach several uh, other higher tier keywords as I'm continuing to rank. The, the idea is to get what's winnable first. And then once you're, you're building um, customer rapport and trusts and reviews and ratings, then to attack more aggressive keywords and start to scale from there. Completely agree. I think a lot of people who are just starting off on Amazon, obviously they think that this is like the Willy Wonka golden ticket to the chocolate factory. It's not. And like, congratulations, you're on Amazon. Now what? Like there, you need to work to get every inch of success. And that A9 algorithm gives no give at all. It is so stiff and stubborn. Um, yes, Amazon is one of the biggest companies, if not the biggest company in the world. But if you aren't getting sales, it is so unforgiving. And that's all the algorithm knows. So I completely agree with you. You have to start with the smaller keywords. Um, now, for someone who 
what I've seen a lot of time in my past is a brand will just search up their hero keyword and just be so upset that they're not on page one. Um, how do you a go about that and navigate that strategy of getting on page one for the hero keyword? Obviously that's a long term, but how do you stress? And is it, I guess this is the true question. Are those long tail keywords viable to be successful for the first six months? Or what's that cutoff date where you have to start going? For- yeah. Um, I don't think there's a point where you stop. Um, you the idea generally with, with advertising is that you, you harvest these keywords and um, you, you rank highly for them long-term. What ideally what you would do with those longer tail ones is that once you're seeing that you're, you're ranked, say position 10, which is um second would be the second row of a, a listing second row of a keyword for, for example you then start pulling back some of the advertising a because you're ranking some or ranking organically fairly well and b you don't want to do what's what's called like cannibalizing your organic sales um ideally most you want a lot of your sales to be organic because they come free they're not spent through advertising cpc is obviously rising and b you can then start allocating that money into these other keywords that you really want to rank well for. So I think it's more of a twofold um, approach where you still run those keywords and make sure that you're ranking really well for, but then start allocating some of that money probably in the four to six month range once you start ranking really, really well into those hero products once you can start matching up in price and in in review. In review. 100%. And um, the one thing that I see sellers struggle with is okay, this is easy when I'm a mom and pop who sells two types of strawberry jam. So I can put my heart and soul into these two listings and spend all this time. I'm a multinational company. I'm an e-commerce manager where I have to look over um, all of Popeye supplements uh, products. How am I going to optimize 10,000 listings? What are you doing there? Is it a strategy of I'm looking at the heroes, the 80-20 rule, and I'm only optimizing that? Are you looking into AI? Uh, I know I know one of the ones that I've seen people use in the past is Jarvis AI, where you can put in just certain buzzwords based on a, a PDP breakdown of, of your products and get it to spit out okay content so that it's still optimized. Or What are you recom- recommending, Trevon? If um, for the mom and pop that are doing, are trying to expand their their uh, customer base or their product base, sorry, um, I would say um, Jarvis is a decent option. But ideally, you want to focus on probably twenty percent of your your product line. That's generally that's what's bringing most of the revenue. Um, the general like rule of thumb is that one out of five of your products are going to be considered what what's a home run. Like they're gen- they're generating consistent sales. They're constantly going in review counts. So there's going to be some products that simply don't work, and you want to allocate the time into the ones that are optimi- that need optimization that are selling pretty pretty well because those have a better chance for actual growth. Hundred percent agree. And just in your own head, when you're launching campaigns for one of these new products, um, obviously ranking is number one in mind. And that's what you want. But coupled with that is people want sales and success today if not yesterday. Um, what's your percentage of, I have a thousand bucks to launch this new SKU. Are you putting a thousand dollars of it towards these keywords that you think you'll rank well in in a month? Or are you trying to find ones that you'll get sales in? Or is there a portion or is that blended? I, I would say it's blended. I would look for the, the cheap ones like we discussed just a minute ago. But there's also um, a lot of people are leaving money on the table by not attacking misspelled keywords. Um, 
Spanish keywords for like um, me who who's attacking U.S. sellers, um, French in in Canada. A lot of people aren't attacking those keywords generally because a they're probably one thousand or two thousand in in search volume, sometimes maybe even less. And B, like they're just simply unaware, so that the competition is just a lot lower. You can get really cheap wins for someone that goes through the customer journey. They might have typed in the wrong keyword, and now they only instead of twenty thousand protein um, powders that they're looking for, they're looking at now a hundred, just because people didn't take the time to actually think of all possible options that could appear. Yeah, and, and quick tip: if you're in more of like the edible or supplement space, where getting across the border isn't as easy as just shipping it, there's a lot of actual legal trouble to it. What I like to do is, again, where majority of my time spent in Canada, I, I'll pull a list in the US in the same category and space and who's doing really, really well, 50,000 plus per month per SKU. And what I'll do is I'll scrape those ASINs I'll, on Helium 10. I'll go to Canada and I'll search in the same as one and uh, just have Helium do this through uh, Helium 10 do this through Black Box. And if the brand owner doesn't equal the actual seller, seller name, what it does is it just spits out this list, and now I have 17 different SKUs that are doing an insane job in, in the States, but have resellers in Canada. And now I'm able to see, A, um, their search volume, and the majority of the time, there's hundreds of searches. For example, I was doing this for a pre-workout company uh, about a month ago, um, G Fuel, massive company, obviously one of the biggest in the space. They have, uh, I think it was 700 searches per month in Canada, and all their products were selling at $107 per, per bottle because it's all resellers who are just trying to get by. And we're advertising there. My product was $36.99. It was selling like hotcakes. So if, you, if what you really want to pay attention is how is the other country doing if you're in that CPG space and how can you benefit off someone else's failure? That's something that I'd like to do for a quick win as well. Yeah, we like to benefit off it. <laughs> They're lost, man. I'll take the money wherever I can. Yeah, there's there's so much money being left on the table by just people not looking at... I think the way people approach Amazon and creating some listings sometimes is that they're looking at it like Walmart's interface or um, Target or something like that, where is you just need to show the image and a brief description of what's going on. But with Amazon, you actually need to have these identifiable keywords to actually appear on certain pages. Although um, some Amazon listings may look a bit more messy or compiled with tons of like word vomit, these keywords are actually letting you um, appear organically and be indexed things that you probably wouldn't even guess. It's the easiest way to make free sales is fixing your indexing and making sure that you appear on everything possible. And that's just the, the key to ranking, I, ideally, especially if you're starting from the beginning where you're, you're needing to build reviews in order to get to a higher point and get to the ranking that you need. And, and, and a way I like to explain it to a few of the brands I've worked with is e-commerce itself is, is like a Honda Civic. But Amazon, Amazon's like a Rolls Royce where you're going to use regular gas on your Honda. You're going to need premium for your Rolls Royce. You're going to need to things that you never thought you'd have to actually spend money on and go insane. Like you have to put that on Amazon because you're going to reap the benefits. I have no idea what 96 octane gas does, but I guess it works better in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and that's where you see those performances uh, increases in Amazon. So where you don't necessarily need to optimize the level in Walmart, Amazon's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And th- that's what we're going to do here at this podcast. This is just a, a short intro into our, our vision and our goal. I'm really excited doing this journey with you, Philip. And actually um, letting everyone know like 
what is in our brain for the last like few years and how to approach Amazon. We, our goal is to make everybody that listens to this an Amazon expert. And ideally we can come across to um, everybody that um, needs help. That's our ultimate goal. No. And uh, obviously we like to keep this podcast nice and loose. Sharon and I uh, have a bunch of expertise and insights, but we'll try to make it more of a conversation rather than a lecture. Cause personally me, I skipped all my classes at university. I don't want you guys to have to attend another one. So uh, we're really excited. Next episode. And uh, Trevon, do you have any uh, quick little hints for what our next episode might be about? Um, next episode, we're going to be looking at a, a topic that I, I hear a lot is just who are my competitors and how do I target them? We're going to try to dig in and go into all of the strategies that we have, but um, I'll leave that for the next episode. Can't wait to get through this journey with you, Philip. It's going to be quite exciting. Awesome. No, I'm really pumped. Yeah. Cheerio. Cheerio.